Let's get down to business. Welcome to Profits and Purpose, a Colorado Business Roundtable production that unapologetically tells the stories of businesses good through conversations with Colorado's business leaders. Please welcome your host, the president of the Colorado Business Roundtable, Debbie Brown. Welcome to the Colorado Business Roundtable podcast, and we're really honored to welcome Lee Wheeler Berliner, the Managing Director of Colorado Workforce Development Council. And we've also got on hand Glenn Plagans, who is the Director of Business Support and Rural Prosperity with OEDIT. So welcome, gentlemen, to a conversation today, and we're so honored to have you on board. Thank you so much, Debbie. It's great to be here. Let me start with Lee. It's always a little trickier when we've got extra people on a podcast, but Lee, tell us a little bit, before we jump into kind of the meat of the conversation, tell us a little bit more about your story and how you ended up with the Colorado Workforce Development Council. Absolutely. So thank you, Debbie. So again, I'm Lee Wheeler-Berliner. I'm the Managing Director of the Colorado Workforce Development Council, also known as the CWDC. And I have been with the organization in a variety of capacities since 2014. And this is my first role in state government. I came to it after a career in the nonprofit sector and then also as an independent consultant as well. And I was really drawn into this work because I saw a great opportunity to think strategically about how we as a state set up the structures and align the various supports from the education side to the workforce side to training and other aspects to ensure that we have a really strong talent pipeline in our state that can support the needs of businesses today and into the future. Perfect. And Glenn, tell us a little bit more about you and what you do for OEDIT. So for OEDIT, I am the Director of Business Support and Rural Prosperity. I oversee four divisions, the Small Business Development Center Network, the Minority Business Office, the Employee Ownership Network, and the Rural Prosperity Initiative for the office. Prior to this, I was the director of one of the Small Business Development Centers, the one at Front Range Community College. And prior to that, I was a small business owner for 23 years. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're really fit for the role as far as understanding the needs of small business owners as well. Yeah. Unfortunately, after 9-11, had a lot of struggles with my small business. So I've gone through something similar to this, just not of this scale. We're in a whole different a whole different world. And not everybody even knows what OEDIT is. Can you give a synopsis of what OEDIT's role is in Colorado and how that functions? OEDIT actually houses quite a few different programs that are outward facing To the business community, we um, host the Office of Film, we host the Tourism Office, the Creative Industries Office, the Outdoor Recreation Office, um, the divisions that I oversee, and then we also host our Business Funding and Incentives Office, and this is where all the funding and incentives come through for the state, as as well as Global Business Development. Sorry, I almost forgot that one. (laughs) That's an important one as well. Yes, it is. They do great work. You know, what's interesting, I know we're going to talk about kind of the new normal, but tell me um, a little bit about, you know, thinking back January 1, you know, we all had organizations were thinking about our mission and scope and what we want to accomplish for the year. What was your biggest challenge? And maybe Lee, we'll start with you. What was your biggest challenge? And maybe in terms of talent pipeline, you know, what you were looking for as far as workforce, what were you thinking was going to be the biggest challenge in 2020? And how has this new global pandemic changed uh, what you're what you're focusing on day to day. So interestingly enough, in January of this year, we did update the vision and mission of the CWDC. It wasn't a huge shift, but it was refining that a little bit to emphasize in our mission statement that we're focused on enhancing and sustaining a skills-based talent development network that meets the needs of individuals, employers, students, and learners for today and for tomorrow. 
I think a lot of our work and conversations recently have been forward-looking, thinking about what the future of work means for our state. How do we ensure that companies who in January were existing in a very tight labor market and had a lot of pain points around attracting talented workers, how can we support them in their immediate needs while also trying to anticipate what future dynamics would bring and what it would look like to have more roles augmented by technology, in some cases replaced by technology? What does that mean given different demands on our economy within our our infrastructure, housing, childcare, and community costs? That we're starting to shift that narrative a little bit about how attractive and easy it is to get people to move into the state of Colorado. So we were very much focused on what does our work look like in an environment of a labor shortage? How do we find people for the jobs that exist? And now we are suddenly very rapidly jumping over to the other side of the equation and moving into a period where it will be about finding jobs for people and having an abundance of individuals who are searching for new opportunities. A lot of the same principles will apply that we can get into in the conversation, but that's that biggest shift in terms of where the abundance is and where the scarcity is right now. And almost within a matter of weeks, don't you think? You know, the pivot on that. And I know for some of our bigger companies that are involved with the Colorado Business Roundtable, you know, like Jacobs Engineering and IBM and Apple and some others, you know, they were very concerned about workforce. And now, you know, it is a totally different story. Lee, when did that first, you know, was that, was that really kind of a pivotal aha moment when you figured, okay, this is, this is actually a real crisis that's going to change our workflow going forward for quite some time? I think within a couple of days of when the orders came down to suspend operations with bars and restaurants, with the early closure of the ski industry, those moves that were absolutely vital to protect and the public health and safety of everybody within our states were those things that really triggered that large influx of claims for unemployment insurance. And I think as we navigate forward, we still need to wrap our heads around exactly how many of those jobs will come back quickly, how many of those individuals are going to be in a job attached status versus how many individuals could be facing multiple months of unemployment status and are really going to need to make some significant shifts in their career trajectory. And so we're still sorting through it a little bit, but it was when those first closure orders came down that second week of March that we got the sense that, okay, things are going to look very different. I'm sure it's a little bit of a business plan and process now trying to, you know, even as things come out regarding federal stimulus and how that might affect workforce and small business. But what's the best resource? How are you directing folks, you know, whether it's your website or your personnel or webinars, what are you doing to help to get information out to the community from your perspective? Sure. So providing good information to our businesses and to employers and to individuals is one of the key functions that we are striving to serve right now. We're doing that in partnership with the Colorado Department of Labor and Employment and with the other entities, OEDIT, the Department of Higher Education, the Department of Education and others within our talent development network here in the state of Colorado. One of the best sites for information currently is the website for CDLE. And within the unemployment page, there's a specific page about impacts of the coronavirus in Colorado. And so from there, there are links to resources for employers, links to resources for individuals, and other connections for how individuals can get connected to jobs. Post April 10th, there will be a rapid response site that will be live at onwardco.org. And that location will be designed for individuals, uh, people who have experienced the job loss need to connect direct connections to some immediate supports and some rapid connections to employment opportunities. 
Okay, great. And we'd love to help push that out as well. You know, it's so pivotal, as you've seen, with unemployment claims going up, businesses feeling economic uncertainty, and where do these displaced workers go? Where do business owners go when they want to help keep employees employed? So I would probably say your your job just got bigger, probably, as far as what you're going to have to pivot and take on in the future in that leadership role. Uh, are you feeling that? Like you and your staff, like, oh my gosh, we really are going to have to be more creative, more innovative than ever to help to help workers in our state. It definitely is a pivot and a shift. I firmly believe that the work that has happened over the last four years in a good economy allowed us to build a lot of infrastructure. And so I think even in various roundtables, the roundtable that Cobert hosted last week, there was discussion about how the infrastructure of the economy was set and in place. And that wasn't damaged the same way it has been in other recessions. And so we believe that gives us a, a strong starting point as the economy starts to come back once we tackle the implications of the public health crisis. And at the same time, we know there is a shift and there'll be a different type of strain on those systems and on those different programs that have been put into place. So we're definitely game planning right now for what the next 30 days will look like, what the next 60 days look like, and what's the next 180 days look like for our state and for the work that we are tasked with doing. Uh, it's probably uh, futile to plan further out than that because we don't know what's going to happen in terms of the time frame for the, the health crisis. But we also know that our free market system is in great shape. Colorado is in great shape, shape economically. So to put those systems in place to help workers, you know, so we can rebound as quickly as possible when, when the health scares behind us will be really critical. I'm pleased just to have this conversation with Glenn and talk about the supports his office provides because we won't know the full impacts on individuals until we've seen the impacts on businesses. And there's a lot of opportunities now to keep businesses sustained through this period of time. Absolutely. And I, and I think that actually is one of the things we've been working on before, before the health pandemic as the business roundtable to talk about the interconnectivity of business and people and how, uh, you know, when a business thrives, people thrive. And there really is this interesting um, shared value of how we can all work together to make sure everybody's strong in this time. And, and Glenn, let me toss it over to you. Tell us a little more about you manage several sectors within OETA. Tell us how you've had to pivot in 2020, you know, probably not what you were planning January 1st. Tell us more about what you've been planning to help businesses and people in Colorado. We were working really a lot along the, the same lines as what Lee had mentioned. One of the biggest struggles our small business owners were facing was just a lack of talent and being able to retain that talent. We were working really heavily with the employee ownership models and using those as a way to attract, retain, and engage employees. And then this really started on um, Friday the 13th for OEDIT staff. We got involved with the Office of Emergency Management and the Small Business Administration to set up Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. And from that particular point, we started to really pivot ourselves to Put our entire um, business support team together around communicating the best structure, the best way that a business could go forward during this time with accessing, you know, these um, economic injury disaster loans and the other loans that are going to be coming down and the other tools that are coming down as a result of the CARES Act, um, which is unfolding right now. So we're looking at a lot of that. We've stood up as um, the Office of Economic Development a couple websites, choosecolorado.com. It's choosecolorado.com. That's our main website. We have a COVID page you can link to right there. It's set up as a business support 
website. It has all the different resources that you would need, as well as some of the different things that a business would need to know around the public health updates and how they apply to businesses. Our coloradosbdc.org website, and that's coloradosbdc.org. We have 15 statewide small business development centers that have free consulting, and we've set up a COVID site there for the small businesses to kind of navigate their best way through this paradigm of programs. And then they can also reach out to one of those local SBDC centers and have a conversation with a consultant, talk about what is their best plan forward. We've also converted a lot of this material to Spanish. Um, And then at the bottom of both websites is our sign up for our e-newsletter. Right now, we're really not looking at it as a newsletter as much as a way to communicate the research as quickly as possible to these businesses as things develop. What we kind of see in the future is the same thing we saw prior to a lot of these um, situations. Obviously, again, not on the scale, as businesses will need the ongoing support to manage their cash flow. And then the other thing that they will need is once the economy does start to resume more of a normal flow, the marketing helps so they can start to regain their sales and regain their place in the marketplace. Glenn, tell me, what are you seeing differences and challenges for rural Colorado versus suburbia and and, uh, the cities? How are you seeing those play out perhaps differently economically? You know, and I think the biggest thing right now is they are playing out. We've just seen a few different examples. The businesses in rural Colorado, they've gone through and some of them have been going through some different changes depending upon where they're located in the state. This has amplified that. A lot of business communities with coal transition and and things of that nature had started to brace for different changes within their economic development realities. And this has kind of amplified that going forward. We've worked really hard, though, to set up communications channels to those businesses so that they have the same resources that we have on the front range. And we also have nine rural small business development centers to serve those businesses in rural Colorado. I'll I'll start with Lee, but this is a question for both of you. How do folks navigate help, whether it's virtual or in-person what have you set up to meet the needs of businesses and, and folks looking for, for their next job opportunity or resources during this time? Lee, do you want to take that first? Sure. So a lot of the services that are provided to businesses related to their talent pipeline needs are done so through the network of local workforce centers. There are more than 40 locations throughout the states that all have business development representatives. So you can be that key contact to a business who is looking to get access to talent and utilize those services. Those physical offices are closed at this time. Each of those offices are abiding by the social distancing guidelines that have been put forth by the governor. And at the same time, they are still fully staffed providing virtual services. One of the unique platforms that Colorado has had a lot of success with both prior to our current situation, and it's even more relevant now, is the use of a tool called virtual job fairs. And this is a specific platform that allows companies who are currently hiring, who need to get people in quickly, they can set up and establish a virtual job fair that is done in partnership with their local workforce center. That is then shared with the job seekers who have registered through Connecting Colorado, which is our statewide labor exchange database. And then those individuals can interact with those employers in that virtual setting. They can talk about the openings, assess the skills of those individuals, and then move forward into hiring decisions. So that is one great tool that is available right now. There's also online assessments that can be delivered and can be dispensed to individuals on behalf of businesses to help screen for talent to get them connected. So posting jobs right now, 
getting opportunities for those companies who need immediate to fill immediate positions, getting those in front of people is something our workforce centers are set up and ready to do through a virtual environment. Mm-hmm. I love that. It'd be fun to demo that for some of our business community. And especially I love the virtual job fair because it's tricky to figure out how to get, you know, what, what the needs are going to be in the workforce going forward. And I've got a son graduating soon from college and he's not able to go meet the firms, which is normally what they get to go do. And so I'm curious how that's going to work, you know, for the incoming talent pool, as well as folks wanting to rethink what they're doing. So sounds like your office is like, you know, innovating and figuring it out and trying to figure out how to meet the virtual needs going forward for at least the short term. For sure. There's a lot of great innovation throughout the state of Colorado. Great. Appreciate that. And we'll be sure to push those links out to our network as well. Glenn, any any last feedback from you on what you're doing with OEDIT and ways that the Colorado Business Roundtable can be helpful to the folks that you're trying to serve? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just pointing them towards our, our choosecolorado.com site, coloradosbdc.org site, which is also linked on the Choose Colorado, we are updating those constantly. We are going to multi-page formats here within the next 24 hours. And if you have a small business owner or a business owner that just needs resources and, and where they need to be directed, those are the two places. And the other thing is, too, is all of our departments now within OEDIT and within the Small Business Development Center are set up to continue business virtually. So last year, we consulted over 30,000 hours with the Small Business Development Center Network, and every one of our consultants right now is set up virtually to continue on that track so that we can keep servicing our clients. The big value proposition there is, is if you need to understand it and understand what's going on as a business owner, just please reach out to us. We're here to help. Wonderful. Well, Lee and Glenn, um, appreciate your time. We are thrilled to have partnerships with you and I think what leaves me very optimistic is that, and I don't know if you feel the same way, I think the business community and the and government and agencies are actually all rowing the same direction and trying to work together and come up with some optimism and some plans going forward so that when we're over this bridge, that people can go back to work, they can find resources to help um, themselves, I think, develop those skills and talent to be in the workforce going forward and that businesses can once again thrive. Are you all, just any closing comments from you guys, are you feeling that same sense of optimism? I feel like Colorado is such a unique state and our leaders are coming together, I think in a very, um, you know, putting politics aside and trying to just help us all get through this tough time. Are you all feeling that same sense of optimism? Yes, I, I definitely feel it. We're working with public sector, you know, partners, private sector partners in a, just an increased way and things are happening very quickly. But there, there's just, just like you said, we're all rowing in the same direction. We're all here to help. And just so much confidence in the things that are happening statewide right now and, and the things that the governor's put together as well to drive this and drive the framework going forward. It's really comforting to know. And I would echo that tenfold. I think the response we've seen from businesses throughout the state who want to support everyone in this current phase of how do we get through this state of a public health crisis has been remarkable. And if any businesses out there who wants to help contribute to those relief efforts, they can go to helpcoloradonow.org. If you're in manufacturing or you're in supply chain logistics and you can help develop needed supplies or get them to the state, we need your help. If you are a technology company and you're interested and you have software development talent and you want to develop solutions that can help Colorado now and as we move into the recovery phase, we need your help. And there's volunteer opportunities for businesses to get engaged and involved at helpcoloradonow.org. 
Well, thank you, Lee and Glenn. Um, Lee with Colorado Workforce Development Council and Glenn with OEDIT. Appreciate your time very much today. And we will definitely get those resources out. You know, as you're carrying an extra burden of trying to figure out how to move some of these big programs forward, just, just know that all of us at Colorado Business Roundtable appreciate you very much. Thanks for your time today. Thank you. Thank you, Debbie. This has been a presentation of the Colorado Business Roundtable. Be sure to check out all of our episodes on Podcatchers Everywhere at cobrt.com. Our technical producer is John Ekstrom and Deaf Communications. Thank you for listening to Profits and Purpose.